ocean All I know is the world looks beautiful The world looks so damn beautiful and I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day When I felt the Hello. way Hello. Welcome to You Are Being Unreasonable, a podcast about people being unreasonable on mumsnet.com. That's right, people giving their wrong opinions, or just making unreasonable requests, or seeing if, checking if what they're doing is unreasonable, and it usually is. Or, sometimes, not so much an am I being unreasonable, more of a comment, where someone just writes a really long story about something, and you have no idea what they were hoping to achieve with that post. That's a question, more of a comment, actually. Yes. Shall we begin with the speed round? In the speed round, I'll just read the thread titles, and we don't discuss it, and we don't find out what's going on, we just make a snap decision. Which is probably what most of the posters do on the actual forum. Yeah. Am I being unreasonable? Cultural appropriation. Uh, yeah. That's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. Am I being unreasonable? Or is Anne Frank's diary and other World Wars Who stuff inappropriate for primary school children? <sighs> Deep sigh. Deep sigh. Yes, you're being unreasonable. How old was she when she wrote it? I mean, come on. Context. Yeah. <laughs> Am I being unreasonable to have an online friend who is male? Uh, no. I have lots of online friends who are male. Obviously we're not going to read it, but I'd like to believe that that one's just a stealth boast. <laughs> I know a man. Ooh. Am I being unreasonable to not buy teen a double bed? Uh, yes. And last one for this speed round... Am I being unreasonable to have ranted at this professional dog walker? Uh, yeah, it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, probably. Am I being unreasonable annoyed with tonight's dinner? I am very overweight. It's my fault, I can't control my appetite and I binge eat. I know it's a problem and I'm getting help. I have also been diagnosed with a heart condition and she knows that I am not allowed certain foods. Specifically mentioned, garlic bread, it's a killer, curries, takeaway and restaurant amongst others. As I don't get home till about 8pm, we have agreed that as I work, she will cook. I have asked her to try to cook more healthily. Her portion control is very poor, like using a pound of meat for two people. And I was brought up not to waste food, to the extent that I wasn't allowed to leave the table without clearing the plate and being forced by my parents to sit at the table until I finished up or fell asleep. (laughs) and still now find it very difficult to leave an empty plate. I've been away for a few days with work, and got home to spaghetti carbonara made with nearly a pound of bacon, parmesan cheese, fried mushrooms, and two baguettes of garlic bread for two people. I've actually accused her of trying to kill me, and we had a row. I have £650,000 life insurance policy, so I'm wondering now if she really is. (laughs) Wow, it really takes a turn in that second to last sentence yeah it does i mean it begins quite strangely you know oh well she blah 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 doesn't explain who she is oh no okay it's it's the wife the wife her indoors her indoors apparently the doctor has specifically said that garlic bread is a killer (laughs) so you started out that 650k insurance policy that we discussed here's your dinner two steaks (laughs) eat up eat up. I just think if this uh, this wife was so concerned about money, then she probably wouldn't be using a pound of bacon in every meal. That sounds like a great carbonara. I think 
you know, last week we had the woman who was insistent that her husband wasn't... He wasn't to eat the sausages. <laughs> and this, this is the opposite. This, this is we, eat all the sausages. But we have a man who's freely admitting that he has his own issues with um, appetite and his relationship with food. He says that as a child he wasn't allowed to leave the table till he finished his meal or fell asleep. Falling asleep in his spaghetti. He's got some deep-seated issues with food that have come from years of just not treating it as what it is yeah. and making it a bigger deal than it needs to be. So for him to have assumed that all of his issues around food somehow now connect to the fact that maybe his wife is trying to bump him off for life insurance seems a real leap, if you ask me. Yeah, jumping to murder seems a bit much. Is it murder or... Is it damaging to tell a child that they shouldn't listen to their body and keep eating until they fall asleep? <laughs> I was more or less taught to... I mean, not to this extent, but I was more or less taught to clear... to not waste food. Okay. Like, uh, what's the Benjamin Franklin quote? About eating a pound of bacon. I'm not familiar with that <laughs> one, sorry. Waste not, want not. Right. So don't waste food. Um, try and eat it if it's there. But you were taught the opposite. I was taught that you should listen to your body and if you feel full, then that is the point at which you should stop eating and it's more of a waste to continue eating than to stop. More of a waste to eat it than to leave it, as Mama Wheeler says. Exactly, because if you've really enjoyed a meal, say that you've got this carbonara, oh, that's a really delicious carbonara. By the time that you've had a whole baguette and half a pound of bacon, you're just going to be feeling sick and tired, and you won't think, oh, do you remember that lovely carbonara? You'll be like, do you remember the day that you made carbonara for ten, and I had to eat five portions of carbonara? Then I did a sick. Do you remember the day you made carbonara as a murder weapon? Exactly. More of a waste to eat it than to leave it. Yeah. Also, there is the possibility that if you are with someone who feels that they have to completely clear the plate all the time, but you haven't had that experience, if they clear the plate all the time, you might just make their portions bigger and bigger as time goes on, because you're like, wow, okay, they finished that, so maybe there wasn't enough there for yeah, them. Yeah, maybe they need more. Yeah. Maybe I need to keep piling on. There are some cultures where clearing the plate is kind of rude, because it's supposed to imply yeah. that there wasn't enough there to begin with. That's Chinese. That's a Chinese thing, right? Yeah. Maybe the wife here is Chinese. Yeah. Maybe they're both Chinese. Maybe. Except this person says they were raised to completely clear the plate, which goes against what I'm saying oh, yeah, about the, probably the not, cultural thing. They're not Chinese. Yeah. I, I, I think they need to... Well, they need to sit down and talk to one another, like 90% of these... I'd say more than 90%. It's very generous of you to think there might be 10% that aren't that straightforward. But a pound of bacon in a carbonara is a lot. How much spaghetti did she use? Because I've assumed everything's proportional, but maybe not. Maybe it's just the normal amount of spaghetti you'd use for two people, but there's a pound of bacon in there. A pound of bacon's about 450 grams, isn't it? That's a lot. Considering you're supposed to have 100 grams of spaghetti per person, then you've got... You don't want one part spaghetti to two parts exactly. bacon. <laughs> All the spaghetti's buried under bacon. That's not a good carbonara. I just can't get around, why would you say you're trying to kill me? Why wouldn't you just say, thank you, this I is lovely. I control the, my eating, please. The doctor has suggested that I need to watch what I eat. Maybe we should box some of this up for another time. Mm. Or just deliver it directly to the bin, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's nothing to say that this person had to finish this. So if they've chosen to finish it and then they've flown off the handle and said, well, you're trying to kill me, I think they're well, just being sounds, a big baby. It sounds like they sat at the table until they fell asleep. 
And then they woke up. In the bacon carbonara. (laughs) Woke up, covered in parmesan and bits of mushroom in their eyes. You're trying to kill me! (laughs) The wife sitting opposite. Here, you didn't finish your baguette. I've reheated (laughs) it for you. Now, please. This never-ending meal has to stop. Let's refer to the thread. First comment on the thread. Could you not have just had a small serving? I think we should stop it there, because to be honest, that's exactly what I think. That makes sense. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't think they're trying to kill him. No, and I think this person needs to take a little bit of responsibility for their own eating habits. Yes. It's a two-way street, but You'll get that. ultimately you are the only person who can decide how much you're going to eat. You're a grown-up. Yes. Next. Am I being unreasonable to think this isn't nepotism? I work for the IT department of a solicitor's firm in a large town. We're currently switching from one IT system to another. This means that we have to manually transfer a lot of data from the old system to the new. To help us do this, we have eight 18 to 21 year olds, including my daughter, working for us for two weeks to do the transferring. They are all the children of various people who work for the firm. We are paying them the minimum wage. This afternoon in town, I bumped into the mother of a girl who my daughter was at school with. She asked what my daughter was up to, and I told her she was working at the solicitors with me for a couple of weeks. This mother got very angry about this, and thought it was outrageous that we hadn't properly advertised the jobs so that anyone could apply, and had just asked our own kids. Am I being unreasonable? The work is time-consuming, but completely unskilled. We didn't need to waste time sifting through CVs and A-level results to find the most academic people. The only quality required is that we can trust them. We all trust our kids, and we don't have time to conduct interviews. It's not like the work's going to lead to full-time positions. It's a two-week, unskilled, minimum-wage summer job. Yeah, I have some bad news about this mother that he bumped into about all of society and how all of society actually works. Yeah. Because I'm afraid it's not a pure meritocracy. Sorry. Well, actually, a head of state didn't earn that job. She was born into it. Oh, it's because her dad did it before. Well, that should have been properly advertised. (laughs) (laughs) This is outrageous. Yeah, Yeah. I think there are two things at play here, in my mind. One, it is nepotism. Two, who cares? That is how the world works. Yeah. It's really, really bad. I wouldn't describe it as nepotism, because it's not giving a good position to someone that you know. It's giving a shitty position, moving data to someone you know. However, giving them any position is an advantage, and is better than having no position. If this woman's daughter has applied for loads of summer jobs and not got anywhere... I can see how she would be a bit annoyed if she realised it's because everyone but her has been able to give their kid a job. It's not what you know, Hells. It's who who you you know. know. What if you only know your whinging mum who has no hiring power? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Gutted. And who who alienates someone who could give you a position by berating them in the street. Yeah. I, I mean, to go back to the start, why I work for an IT department and I have to transfer a lot of data between systems... Why are they manually doing it? Why why can't you job creation scheme it? for all of their kids? This is absolute <laughs> nonsense. I mean sure there'll be some data cleansing involving, I don't know, Excel probably, but manually transferring data so to let a me team think. of workers. Yeah, eight people working full time on it for two weeks. Oh my god, you've bought terrible systems. I need to do a calculation on how many hours of work that is. Sorry, it's gonna stress me out until I've worked it out. Look. You need to have systems that have 
open databases, or at least open APIs for submitting data. Welcome to Simon's IT Corner. It's a new part of the podcast where I tell you how to transfer between systems. You need systems that are open and interoperable. How many hours of work is it? 560. That's insane. 560 hours of work. What's the minimum wage at the moment? 740? You know, the one they call the living wage, but it's not. I think it's 740, 730 we'll put in. It's £4,000 worth of work. You could get a nice open source system for much less than that. But then your child won't have on their CV that they worked at a legal firm. Mm. You can't put a price on giving your kids an advantage that other kids don't have based on little more than luck. (laughs) I think the IT department at this firm have been incompetent and that's why they've had to hire these people. Why is it important that they're all 18 to 21? They say it's completely unskilled. If someone had a 17-year-old, could they not have done the job? No. Or if someone had a kid who was, you know, I don't know, 23, but wanted a little bit of work over the summer as well? Too old. Yeah. Don't fit the criteria. I don't know, it's just... uh... The only quality required is that they can trust them, and they only trust 18 to 21-year-olds. That's a bold move. I think small children are the most trustworthy, because they haven't processed how to bullshit you. And if it really is completely unskilled, they could have just got a load of small children to do it. And they could have said that it was some sort of coding camp and got people to pay for their kids to do it. Okay. What you're describing is child labour. Yes. <laughs> so I'm, ag- I'm against it. Hey, so am I. Like I like your enthusiasm. I just think it's no more or less ridiculous than this system they have set up where they've found 4,000 hours, sorry, 4,000 pounds worth of busy work to give their university-aged children. And I'm sure that is what they've done. It's busy work. They've all been talking like, oh, what's Jemima doing during the holidays? Nothing. She's come home. She's eating all of our food. She can't get a job. Oh, okay, well, what's Sebastian doing? Exactly the same. No one can get a job. How about we just create some busy work? We'll budget in £4,000 to keep our kids entertained for a bit. The added cost of the children workers would be buying tiny keyboards for their tiny fingers because they can't use a full-size adult quirky keyboard. They, they need could, to use baby keyboards. But only if they were typing one finger at a time, which would be oh, really cute if you efficient. saw a child do it. That's not how you type. Put your hands on the J and the F. Let's hear from the thread. It is undoubtedly nepotism. They got these jobs because of who their parents are. Well, and yeah. they will have a nice law firm name on their CV, even if the work was unskilled. I wouldn't call it nepotism, though, because it's not like a CEO position. It is nothing. <laughs> if, I, if I tell my uh, theoretical son to clear out the garage and I'll give him five pounds, it's not like I fail to advertise that position. <laughs> it's a terrible job. And I'm only going to pay him less than minimum wage. Hang on, are you now suggesting that doing chores in return for pocket money is something which could be misconstrued as nepotism? (laughs) Yeah. According to this logic, yeah. You've taken their logic and run with it. This is just a microcosm of what happens in other sectors, and it's not great for people who want to break in. Yeah, it is. So we should address these structural problems before we complain about this law firm. Everyone everyone says that it probably is nepotism, but that this woman was completely unreasonable for laying into him in the street. Yeah, I like this comment. It definitely is nepotism. Nepotism is commonplace. It is unfair. Life is unfair. <laughs> That's great. It's it like might a be unfair, haiku. but it's not illegal. 
So it's the choice of your firm whether they want to do their tiny bit towards making life less unfair by, for example, recruiting via a local college or not. Oh, come on. No law firm is going to decide that it's up to them to make life less unfair. Yeah, that's not what law firms are about. Moving on. Am I being unreasonable? School leavers hoodie is wrong. We ordered a school leavers hoodie for our DD at a cost of nearly £20. The PTA were in charge of all proceeds going to the school. We recently changed DD's surname. However, old surname is now a middle name. We asked for previous surname and the new one to be on the hoodie so the kids in the class would know who it was and it would have the surname we legally have to use on it too. The front has the initials on and is correct, both surnames. The back is completely wrong. They've left out punctuation within her name and it only includes her old surname. The school are claiming it is the PTA's fault. The PTA are claiming it's a data protection issue, although it was handed from one person to the next to another, and that they couldn't clarify names. However, we confirmed it via Facebook and we have screenshots. We're not the only one to have a child with an incorrect name on the hoodie. The PTA and school are refusing to recall the hoodies or communicate with us or update us. Yet they've updated another parent and told them the wrong name will be scraped off and the right one (laughs) stuck on. It will look shit. Am I being unreasonable to expect all hoodies to be recalled and corrected? Her friends will have the wrong name on it. Also, the school aren't touching the issue with a barge pole. Do I have rights as a consumer? So, let's have a look at this. The front is correct with both surnames. No. And the initials. It sounds to me like the front is just initials. But they specifically say both surnames. Yes. So I had assumed that that was... Oh, they got the initials correct. Yes. But not printed surnames. So if if I decided that I was going to take my original name and then tag on the name that we are sharing now we're married and make my original surname my middle name, I could have a hoodie that said HWB. Yes. On the front, being the initials, the initial of my first name, the initial of my original surname, the initial of my new surname. Yes. But then on the back, if it said, hang on, no, I'm confused again now, because apparently it only has one surname on, but the punctuation is wrong. Why was there punctuation I in was it? wondering, I was going to get to that. Yeah, okay, no, I've lost it, this person's mad. So, and the school, are... my point is, if it has both surnames on the front correct, and the back is wrong... Then why are the PTA claiming it's a data protection issue? Because obviously <laughs> they had the right data. They just fucked up the back. Because data protection is just what you can blame at the moment. It's like the woman I work with who thinks that yeah. the existence of the post room is not GDPR compliant. <laughs> well, these hoodies are not GDPR compliant. That's what if not, someone sees a child's name on it? That's not what GDPR is. I think it's just the thing at the moment that you can blame. You know, it used to be health and safety. Oh, no, it's data protection. I think so. Well, that's nonsense. So what punctuation could be in the name? An interrobang. <laughs> that's a bold new surname. <laughs> like when Prince changed his name to that symbol. <laughs> and I'd like to leave the interrobang is in the first name. <laughs> How is this pronounced? Ah! <laughs> I assume hyphens. I assume a hyphen too, but now I'm lost yeah, as to like, what the name is or Unless was. it's a comma. Unless it's surname, comma, first <laughs> name. Wrong surname, comma, first name. Or maybe... Imagine handing in your hoodie to the PTA and there's just 
a teacher who's come in to get some extra money. An 18 to 21 year old yeah. daughter of the teacher who's come in and he's just scraping off on his <laughs> sticking stickers on them in the staff room. Why does she want all of the hoodies recalled? Does she really think anyone gives a toss if little Jemima Puzzle Duck's name is on there as Jemima Puzzle Duck, not Jemima Puzzle Duck hyphen best kid ever? Another good surname. Another strong surname for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> we missed a trick when we changed our surname. We should have changed it to... Best kid ever. Yeah. And our cats could have the surname best kid ever. Aussie best kid ever and Leon best kid ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, these children won't care. They've got the name that I'd they care. know the girl by on their hoodie. I think when you're that age, it's quite important to have a hoodie with your name on it. You know, it's quite... No, no, I'm not saying the daughter shouldn't care. I'm saying all of the classmates don't recall every hoodie. That seems excessive. No, recall the wrong hoodies, yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing the list on the back is the list of all of the names, but it sounds like the main mistake is that it's her original surname. She's changed her surname weeks away from the end of year six. I assume it's year six. If it transpires that this girl is 18 and it's her A-level leaving hoodie, she needs to get a grip. Yeah, it sounds like it's just the one, the one hoodie. So why would the school do anything? Yeah. Who cares? Also, aren't PTA committees usually volunteers? Volunteers are busybody parents, I'm sure, who are more than happy to... Blame data protection. Yeah. They are volunteers. They don't need this woman kicking off. No. The hoodies are a nice addendum to the school year. It's not a crucial part of the school experience. Can we just reflect on this? So we asked for the previous name and the new one to be on it, so the kids in the class would know who it was, and it would have the new surname we legally have to use on it. Is this girl going to be taking this hoodie in as, like, identification when she has a <laughs> bank account or something? Maybe they're in witness protection. So they if they're in witness protection, names. they shouldn't have wanted the original name on there as well. That's a big flaw. Yeah, we want the... Uh, original name on the front and the new name on the back and also on the back we want a description of the crime that we witnessed (laughs) (laughs) can we uh we'll just move on to the two questions that she asks and then we'll see what the thread have to say am i being unreasonable to expect all hoodies to be recalled and corrected yeah if there's a problem with one hoodie you know don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. okay the next question do I have rights as a consumer? That's a different question in a broader sense. The PTA made some hoodies, you're not happy with them. Yes, you have consumer rights in general, as a but, rule, yeah. but in yeah, this instance, have rights, but you don't here. have the right to make the PTA recall 30, 60, however many hoodies. Yeah, this is a voluntary thing. If I give my son £5 to clear out the garage, I don't have rights as a consumer to his service. If he does a shoddy job, you can't report him to an ombudsman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're here to look at the case of John Best Kid Ever and his father, Simon Best Kid Ever. <laughs> because he did a poor job cleaning out the garage. He didn't get the corners. Let's see what the thread says. Never mind, not really a biggie. I think they'll know who she is. <laughs> for £20, is it worth the hassle? It'll be on the floor of the wardrobe for 15 years. Never worn. 15 years?! I never had a Levers hoodie at any of my schools. They talked about doing it when I left my A-levels, but there are only like 30-odd of us in my A-level cohort, and I hated 20-odd of them. So I decided probably don't want a hoodie with the names of all the people that I never want to see again. 
You can just buy hoodies of universities nowadays, even ones that you haven't been to. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can just walk into, you know, the shop in Oxford and buy an Oxford University hoodie. I have an Edinburgh Uni hoodie. I went to Edinburgh Uni, but I bet that there are countless people who have Edinburgh Uni hoodies because they've been caught on a cold day at the Fringe near the <laughs> Pottero shop. <laughs> and they've been like, oh, there is nowhere up here selling clothes. Crap, I'll get this hoodie. You could buy one and Unlikely. then you could put your name incorrectly on the back of it and then you could ask <laughs> if you have rights as a consumer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a real shame for your daughter, but who's going to pay for all these new hoodies? The company who made them rightly don't have any responsibility if they were simply provided with a list. You're not being unreasonable to expect a new hoodie for your daughter. Why should you pay for something that isn't what you ordered? I don't think you can insist on a total recall of hoodies. Total recall of hoodies. That's the sequel. The sequel in which a woman takes on the PTA because she thinks that her daughter's legal name has to be on a hoodie. Yeah. Old Schwarzenegger's there for some reason. Lol, it's a first world problem. Get over it. You're being too precious. First world problems could be the name of this podcast. It could. Every week it's just a series of first world problems. And to demonstrate that, let's do our final thread for the day. Would I be unreasonable to take a doll to the barbers? Trying to get a sense check if this is bonkers before I do it and I look like a fool. DS1 is four at the end of July, and for the last couple of months he kept asking for his birthday if he can have a toy DS1. His little friend has a doll that looks just like her, which I think has given him the idea. However, I'm struggling to find a boy doll that isn't a baby, and the couple I have found are expensive and don't have the right hair or eye colours. I'm starting to wonder about buying a girl doll with the right colouring and taking it for a haircut. I'd do it myself, but I'm pretty sure I'd make a terrible mess of it. If I explained to a barber, do you think they'd give a doll a short back and sides? I mean, do you need to take it to a barber? It's just a short back and sides for a doll. I think she's also forgetting that a lot of dolls have got all of their hair put in in clumps which are quite far apart from each other, so if you cut it short, you'll see that it just sprouts out in like... Yeah. Uh, they're right, though. It's hard to find a boy doll that isn't a baby. Oh, look at this one. Oh, no. I, I won't go into it, but it's anatomically correct. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's a really wrinkly one. We'll post that on Twitter. It's extremely wrinkly. It's the same brand as this one. Why is the white? We just don't know. Anyway, what we've learned from a very, very quick look is if you try to find a boy doll, you're greeted with all sorts of horrors. And yeah. I can see how this woman might have felt this was the only option she has. Ah, here we go. Look at this little fella. This is a boy doll. He's got sort of quaffed hair. Yeah. Like uh, the cool kid at school. He's uh, he's good. He looks like a little American boy. Yeah, but she has said that the ones that she could find didn't have the right colouring, so maybe that's the issue. Yeah, maybe. I just... My main thing is that dolls don't tend to have hair that comes out, you know, evenly the same way that human hair does. It tends to be that there's lots of clumps spread over the head, and if you cut the hair off, you get some sort of horror show. Yeah. I think it's a lovely idea. It'll end up looking like... You remember the doll from Rugrats? Oh, That Angelica yes. had? The really frightening one. Yeah, I forget what it was called, but that one just had hair sticking out all in, like, these three Cynthia? clumps. Cynthia? Cynthia, yes. How much would a barber try to charge for this haircut, do you think? Just get an 18 to 21-year-old to do it for £5. That's true, yeah. Has <laughs> anyone got any kids back from uni who want to give a doll a haircut? You there, boy. What day is this? It's the day you're going to give this doll a haircut. <laughs> it's nice that 
like she's come to sense check it, which implies that she does know that there's something about this idea that's not normal. Yeah. But how did she get as far as typing out this whole post? <laughs> and then still thinking, yeah, I am undecided, I will still ask. <laughs> I'll, just, I, I'll just ask. I can see how the thought process, you might be like, it might be fine. But by the time you've written it down, you've got it in writing, surely you know that it's not on. I would just do it myself. I'd give it a go. I mean, it's the cost of a doll. Yeah. It is hard to find a uh, boy doll with correct hair. Let's hear it from the thread. First comment on the thread. To be honest, I don't think this is something you should encourage. I don't know if they mean you shouldn't encourage cutting the hair. Or you shouldn't give a boy a doll. Yeah, I suspect it's that. Action mans are just dolls. She could give the boy an action man, but dress it in, like, four-year-old clothes. (laughs) Really beefy (laughs) four-year-old. I think a hairdresser would do it. It's all money at the end of the day. I don't think a hairdresser would do it. I really don't. You can get an action man figure of Bobby Moore. Maybe she The footballman. Yeah, maybe she could see what other action figures there are. Bobby Moore has plastic hair. Yeah. Barber can't cut that. Take him to the shop and let him choose the doll he likes. Action man? Isn't there a boy Barbie doll? Well, there's a Ken, but Ken's a fully grown man. So's action man, though. (laughs) Yeah, you need action boy. The OPs come back and realise that, um, yeah, the hair on dolls doesn't sit the way that hair does. Yeah. And someone else has said, why not make him a rag doll? What's that going to do for his self-esteem? He wants a doll that looks just like him and he gets raggedy Anne. (laughs) (laughs) Here you are, all floppy and made of bits of old T-shirt. Just stringy red hair like uh, Jim from Rosie and Jim. Yeah, I think that's a terrible message to send to a child. That's fine. I suppose it's no more terrible than a really beefy Ken doll, but in four-year-old's clothes. Yeah, I think that would be weirder. That's like, this is what you'll look like as a man. (laughs) Uh, I work in a salon and we probably wouldn't. For one, the quality and placement of the hair is unlikely to allow for any sort of decent cut. Yeah, I thought they were just saying, we won't do it because we can't guarantee a quality cut. I'd love that. Yeah, imagine the reputational damage if you told everybody where you got it cut. (laughs) We'd go out of business. Probably would, though. Yeah, get a hoodie with it printed on for the doll. A tiny hoodie with the surname wrong. Yeah, I mean, overall... This was a weird and bad idea, and I can't believe someone got as far as typing it all out without being certain that they shouldn't take a doll to the barbers. Yes, it was a terrible idea. But it's really charming that her son has decided that he wants a doll that looks like him, and she's willing to go to the lengths of going to a barber's and getting a doll a haircut. Yeah, that's cute. It's lovely. But nonsense. Yeah, let's do one more speed round. Let's go. Am I being unreasonable to have had enough of DH smelling all the time? Uh, yeah... Am I being unreasonable? Pissed off by how many holidays she goes on. Me too. Tell me about it. Am I being unreasonable to buy condoms? Depends what you want to achieve. (laughs) Blow them up and make a doll. (laughs) Am I being unreasonable? Didn't pre-cook courgette before putting it in a baked dish. I think that's fine. Yeah, I don't know why you would pre-cook courgette and then bake it. Two pounds of courgette. Am I being unreasonable to ask about diazepam? No, diazepam's great. I took three the other day and was fascinated by a tile at the airport bathroom. Yeah, you made me stop to look at it. You said it was really beautiful and then I tried, rather than judging you, to join in. So I found another tile and said, I think this one's beautiful. And you were like, no. No. Only only the one I like. Yeah. No, Simon High on diazepam does not like that tile. Never mind. Prescribed by a doctor, it's fine. Yeah. 
Uh, am I being unreasonable to ask for your all-time favourite life-changing books? Um, yeah. Is this the forum for that? Today. There's plenty of other forums for books. Am I being unreasonable? Sibling name for Ophelia. <sighs> yeah, just work something out. Just change Ophelia's name to something less wanky and go from there. All right, sibling names for Ophelia. Quick, go. Hamlet. Jenkins. Am I being unreasonable to write an email to the school about DD and choir? Another school writer, yes. There we go. Done. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we've dealt with all the unreasonableness on the internet for one week. Um, Hopefully it won't build up too much for next week. It will. It will. There's always a backlog. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening. We're now on a whole load of places. We're on Google Podcasts now, apparently. Ooh. Um, I think you have to download an app for that. Oh. But whatever, just search in whatever podcast app you have. You found us one way or another, yeah. Just keep listening. Tell your friends. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now. Right now. Right now.